I am really excited about a brand new movie that you need to see called The Moses Controversy. My name is Eric Hoven. I'm with Creation Today and was one of the producers of Genesis Paradise Lost. And I got to tell you, a friend of mine, a producer and the director of the film, The Moses Controversy, is on with us to tell, about, tell us about this film that he's produced. Spent several years doing it. His name is Tim Mahoney. Tim, welcome and thank you for this film. Hi, it's great to be on your show again. Well, I got to tell you, I, I, I was teaching a college class in Wyoming when you guys sent me the link to preview the film. I, I showed it to the whole class. We were, we were stunned. We were all blown away at the information you presented that really goes to the very heart of the Christian faith itself. Uh, can, can you tell us a little bit about how this movie came about and kind of what your, what your goals are for it? Right. Well, the first movie we made, as you know, was uh, Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus. And at the, at the end of that film, after we show evidence for the Exodus and the conquest, uh, we were going to go on the route of the Exodus. But I had heard so much criticism from other scholars, and I was realizing that a lot of people were saying, well, we don't think the first books of the Bible were written by Moses. And I was going to use that information as a way for us to, um, to really uh, follow the route of the Exodus. So I knew that I had to deal with this criticism against Moses's authorship, and that's where the Moses controversy came into being. The film is coming out Thursday, March 14th, Saturday, March 16th, and then you get one more opportunity on Tuesday, March, what's that date? 19th. The 19th. Guys, you got to see this movie. Tim, as we watched it, we saw you get information from the secular world and from, from experts in their field, and you didn't shy away from the information they were bringing to you when I know a lot of filmmakers would want to suppress that information. Tell me about that and, and how you did that in your film. Well, one of the things that's important, Eric, is that, is that I actually show multiple viewpoints because I've learned that if you don't hear uh, the different viewpoints, uh, an audience, and, and the larger the audience is, it's harder for them to actually believe what you're saying, because they're just going to say, well, that's just your opinion, and I won't be open. I don't, they don't have the freedom to make a decision. So patterns of evidence films are trying to basically ask the question, well, what does the Bible say happen? And then can we find a pattern of evidence uh, that matches this? And oftentimes there's evidence that's there but no one is willing to suggest that it's connected to the Bible because they have a different interpretation about when things happen in, you know, in history. Pastor Don Landis was the chairman of the board of directors for Answers in Genesis for over 20 years, watched the film with me, and afterwards said, Eric, this is amazing. I can't wait to see more films from you. He had seen your Exodus, Patterns of Evidence, Exodus. And then he said, this not only has great entertainment value, but it will add substantially to your faith. And in the film, Tim, you kind of ask the question, as I go on this journey, what is this going to do to my faith? And you actually interview people who lost their faith on this journey. Can you tell me where you're at now after going through all this information and where you uh, hope people will be after viewing the film? How making these films has really helped me is that when we started looking for patterns of evidence and we were free to look, you know, where does, not where people were saying the evidence had to be, but actually look for patterns in history, that's when uh, I was able to find, with the help of other archaeologists and Egyptologists, that there was evidence for Joseph in Egypt and there's evidence for, you know, them growing into a multitude and slavery 
and then the plagues of Egypt was there, as you saw in that first film, and then the exodus out of Egypt and the conquest of the Promised Land. Now, this new film, The Moses Controversy, was very similar in the sense that I had heard that Moses wasn't able to write the first books of the Bible, and so the first question I asked was, well, what would Moses have used to write with? Because they were saying that Hebrew didn't exist at the time when the Exodus happened. <clears throat> it was something that, that developed much later. And that's why they didn't think that Moses had the, even the ability to write, and they didn't think that Moses was the author of the first books. But, you know, there's a problem with that. You know, there's verses in the Bible that Jesus basically tells, you know, people that because you don't believe in Moses, you don't believe in me. But he wrote, you know, uh, uh, he, Moses wrote about Jesus. And uh, if you don't believe his writings, Jesus was saying, how are you going to believe who I am? And so we, we see that there's a lot dependent upon uh, upon the rest of the Bible because it goes back and, and references Moses and his writings. So I knew that was a significant um, uh, uh, problem to solve. If you are a pastor of a church, let me encourage you to send out an email or a text message reminder right now to your congregation and tell them about the Moses Controversy. It's in theaters Thursday, Saturday, and next Tuesday, 14th, 16th, and 19th. This is going to be something that's going to strengthen their faith. I'm talking with Tim Mahoney, the producer and the director of the film, also the director and producer of Exodus Patterns of Evidence. Tim, as you go through these, it seems to me like you've got more kind of in, in the can uh, that can, can be coming out later. This isn't the end of the Patterns of Evidence series, is it? No, no, there's a lot more coming. And, uh, well, we're just trying to make these films uh, sort of sequentially. And so the next film that I'm working on is uh, called Patterns of Evidence, The Red Sea Miracle. And I'm currently in the middle of that with my team. And that one's another fascinating big investigation about, well, which way did the Israelites go? What sea did they cross? And then I asked this really big question, you know, did the sea part miraculously? Can God do miracles? And, you know, was it just a naturalistic explanation of why the wind, the wind blew and it just happened to be at the right place at the right time? It was just a coincidence. Or does God actually have the ability to part water? And we're going to look at the different locations that people have heard about for a, for a long time. So these patterns of evidence films, I think, have been, I've heard that a lot of young people, they've been very valuable for them. In fact, we even had a, a situation where a young man came to a, a test showing of patterns of evidence, the Moses controversy, and he had become an agnostic. He grew up believing. His mother thought it would be good if he came to see this film. And afterwards, he told me, he said, hey, I'm an agnostic. And I said, well, what would you change about the film? And he said, Nothing. He says, I loved it all. He says, I'm so happy you put these different viewpoints because you see, those were the questions that he had, those other questions. And once we were, we were able to address them, he became very, very uh, excited about what he, he learned in this film. And then he went and got the first film and watched it. And then I found out later that he basically returned to faith. What a blessing to hear that. I'm telling you, I don't know how many skeptics and scoffers I still have watching uh, after this long of the interview, uh, typically they watch for a few minutes and then tune out. But guys, I'm telling you, eternity is at stake. And what this film does is it sets up the very foundation of Scripture itself with the writings of Moses. This would be worth a two-hour investment of your time just to find out, is what I really believe 
true. Tim, tell me about some of the different views you've heard as you did your, um, your, your studies and your, uh, your searching on what is the truth about Moses in the scriptures? Could he have written it? Did they have a language? What are some of the ideas that came out of this? Well, some people were saying that if Moses wrote, he probably would have written in Egyptian hieroglyphs or something like that, uh, because they didn't, like I said, believe that Hebrew existed. But what this film uncovers is that earlier on in this time period, around 1800 BC, there's this writing system that shows up that was actually uh, some, somebody who's Semitic in the region of Egypt modified hieroglyphs and turned them into a new type of writing system. And that, that's what this film looks at. And it find, we're looking at that connection to the early Israelites because Joseph, as you know, he lived in Egypt and he also became, uh, the, the, uh, the Bible states that, that Pharaoh said that there was no one smarter than Joseph, you know, and he becomes second in command. So we're looking at the possible connection between Joseph or his family being involved in this early form of a writing system that modified Egyptian hieroglyphs and turned them into the world's first alphabet. Tim, as you did this film, and as, as people are about to experience this, I believe they're going to come back and say, wow, the conclusion you make is something I had never even thought of before. Now, I don't know if we want to give that away or not, but... Where you're going and where all this evidence is pointing is fascinating. So I'm not going to spoil it. You go as far as you want to go. What do you think about the conclusions that you're drawing from this film? Well, I think that's the big idea that, that was startling to me as well. And I, I think what we could say is that there's a connection between this uh, alphabetic language and the Bible. Because no other book in the world has utilized the alphabet more than the Bible. And this first alphabet that we're going to investigate, uh, these inscriptions, and they're pretty cool. I mean, when you when you look at all of these, it's like it's like a detective story, isn't it? And you're you're seeing these connections between these early inscriptions and what later becomes the Hebrew language, the language of the Bible. And we're going to basically show you uh, the cave where these first inscriptions were found. We're going to show you. We do a lot of recreations and dramatic storytelling. We have Moses uh, and the Israelites at the mountain, at Mount Sinai, where God comes down with this thunder and lightning. And, and I can tell you that in the theater, it's going to be amazing with the surround sound. And then we've got another scene with Moses receiving the commandments. And there's just a lot of biblical recreations in this film that, I, that people just haven't seen. It really brings the Bible to life. What we're saying about these conclusions is that there is a connection between this alphabetic system and the early Israelites, and I believe the writing of the Bible. But what's more significant to me is, you know, if we look at scriptures, uh, a lot of people think that the Israelites were illiterate. A lot of scholars would say, you know, they didn't really know how to, to read uh, or write, but the Bible is telling us something different. Moses says this in Deuteronomy, he says, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall write them on your doorposts of your house and on your gates. I'm taking different verse, different sections of those verses off, but that's in Deuteronomy chapter 6. It's saying you shall write them on the doorposts, these commands, of your house and on your gates. And uh, that's, uh, hero Israel, the Lord is, our God is one. 
Uh, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. It's saying, write these things on your doorposts. Well, in order to do that, they have to have literacy. They have to know what they're writing, and they're going to teach it to their children. So I believe what, you're, what the audience is going to see is this incredible connection between the alphabet and the writing of the Bible and our ability to read it. And that's what I think for me was so profound, and I think that's what you're leading up to. But there's a lot more, right, in this film that they're going to see. Oh, it's, it, there's a ton of material. I just, I, when you drew that conclusion and it pointed out to a divinely inspired, well, everything being divinely inspired, I went, wow, yes, this is getting to the foundation of our faith. So your reenactments were fantastic, great entertainment value, incredible education value, and foundational to the Christian faith. Let me tell you, you guys need to go see this film. Matter of fact, if you'd help us out, uh, if you can go on Thursday, take a selfie of yourself at the theater, put it out there and tell your friends the film is going to be out on Saturday and on Tuesday. And let's spread this around. It's through Fathom Events. So they have only three opportunities to get the whole nation to experience this film in theaters. And we want you to help out with that. So don't just go see it yourself. Become a fan that's actually helping. I'm telling you, this, this film knocks it out of the park when it comes to supporting and confirming the Christian faith. Uh, my, my guest is Tim Mahoney, the producer and the director of that film. Tim, any other uh, thoughts or, I mean, what else would you, other than everything that's in the film, what else would you want to tell our guests that are listening today? Well, there's two things. One that comes to mind has to do with the, that at the end of the film, we have a panel discussion and we have Fox a radio commentator and uh, he's got his own show, uh, Todd Starnes. And he's, he's, I just was with him yesterday in New York and we did uh, a couple of different shows that he has and he's the moderator of, uh, of a panel discussion, a Fathom panel discussion. And we've got Pastor Air Bernard, who's from the Christian Cultural Center in Brooklyn. Uh, and in Brooklyn, New York. We also have Michael Medved, radio host and, and author, and Oz Guinness, a social critic and, and author. And the four of us, or let's see, there's five, there's, there's five of us there. We're going to be talking about what does this mean? What is the significance that this film is uncovering? And it's sort of a way to sort of wrap it all up at the very end. So this film is a two-and-a-half-hour uh, event. It starts promptly at 6.30, uh, and that's why people need to, you know, buy their tickets in advance. I was just looking in, in some of the theaters around where we are and the tickets are selling up and you want to get good seats because you can now buy tickets in advance. And all you have to do is go to PatternsofEvidence.com and you're able to look where it says buy tickets. You can uh, watch a trailer and you can it'll take you to a site where you can put your zip code in and see where the theater is near you and you can free buy your tickets, which I recommend. Well, I'm going to be very curious what the panel discussion says because after watching this film, the one question I have is why do some people still reject these obvious patterns of evidence? Tim, thanks for spending time with me. Uh, I, I love the research you've done. I love your heart. Christians are going to go to this and they're going to go, wow, what a heart for, for accepting what other people say and at the same time, being able to challenge some of the things that some people are saying in love, the heart behind this film, absolutely fantastic. So kudos to you and praise to God for, for the way you guys put this together. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me on, and, and it's going to be a great experience. Uh, I feel that this film, 
is different. You know, they, the, the first one, they're similar, but they're different. But this one is very, very emotional and very powerful because I'm sharing a little bit about the reason why I would spend so much time in my life searching for this question about the truth of the Bible. And it had to do with how, how I was raised and growing up in a, in a home where my, I grew up in a single parent home. And, you know, so I grew up with my mom reading us the stories of the Bible. And I needed to know, was this true or was it, you know, was it not? No, I'm a father and a grandfather. And I want to be able to tell my children, you know, what the truth is. Well, for anybody who is even near an area that has this, I'm telling you, it's worth, it's worth a drive to get to a theater that's showing this. Find a theater near you. You're about to be able to take a couple of bucks and experience something that somebody has taken years and years and years of their life to put together. And I want to encourage you to do that, not only to support the work that Tim and his team have done, but for your own investment, you're going to get years of research in a two and a half hour time period that is going to blow your mind and just make you say, yay, God, once again. It really will. That's awesome. Well, Tim, thanks for being on with me today. Uh, I'll be praying with you guys over the next few days as this is released and watch how the ripple effect uh, goes out around our country and ultimately into eternity, which is the ultimate goal. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Yes, sir. God bless you today. Moses had written down all the instructions from God as well as the history of his people, beginning with the creation of the world. If you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? So there it looks like you have a definitive statement from Jesus that Moses produced the Torah and he's taking an awful lot on that reality. The question of Moses' ability to write the first books of the Bible led me to the ancient lands of the Middle East, searching for patterns of evidence that match the biblical events. The Lord said to Moses, write this in a book. He would have written in Egyptian, probably, if he had written, not Hebrew. Did Moses write the Torah? Frankly, I don't think so. I don't think any mainstream scholars would any longer hold that view. I think it comes from Moses himself. The words that they wrote, many of them can be deciphered. Those are Semitic words. I can read it. This etching, this inscription somewhere in the Sinai Desert is actual, plain Biblical Hebrew. It's not just a matter of historical curiosity. Well, Moses wrote these books and not some anonymous figure. It is that Moses is the chosen man of God. 